From Kindred Church, your inclusive church family. This podcast is a collection of sermons from our weekly worship services in Durham, North Carolina. Whatever your background is, wherever you are on your faith journey, we hope this message helps you take your next steps in response to God's unconditional love. Well, hello and welcome to Kindred Church. It's so good to be with you. If we've not met before, my name is Daniel and I'm the pastor here. And if this is your very first time to tune in with us, thank you so much for for checking this out. We're especially glad that you're here. Uh, Hey, real fast, before we get into the scripture and the sermon, I need a quick favor uh, for those of you that are watching this on YouTube. I know some of you are listening to this on podcast. uh, You're exempt from this. But for those of you watching this on YouTube, would you take a quick second and just let me know if you are actually watching uh, this video or if you just pull up the video and listen to it when, when you do online worship on YouTube. That, that will help us to allocate our worship resources uh, as, as efficiently as we possibly can. I have this suspicion that a number of you uh, are actually just using YouTube to, to play the video, but you're not really watching, you're, you're just listening. Um, but it would help me to confirm that one way or another. So if you're watching this on YouTube right now, just type quickly in the comments, uh, I listen or I watch. That's all I need to know. I listen or uh, I watch. Thank you for for clarifying that and and helping us to know how you're engaging with our online worship. I appreciate it. Uh, Okay, so our scripture for today comes from Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. And it says this, One day Jesus was standing beside Lake Gennesaret when the crowd pressed in around him to hear God's word. Jesus saw two boats sitting by the lake. The fishermen had gone ashore and were washing their nets. Jesus boarded one of the boats, the one that belonged to Simon, and then asked him to row out a little distance from the shore. Jesus sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he finished speaking to the crowds, he said to Simon, Row out farther into the deep water and drop your nets for a catch. Simon replied, Master, we've worked hard all night and caught nothing. But because you say so, I'll drop the nets. So they dropped the nets, and their catch was so huge that their nets were splitting. They signaled for their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they filled both boats so full that they were about to sink. When Simon Peter saw the catch, he fell at Jesus' knees, and he said, Leave me, Lord, for I'm a sinner. Peter and those with him were overcome with amazement because of the number of fish that they caught. James and John, Zebedee's sons, were Simon's partners, and they were amazed too. Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will be fishing for people. As soon as they brought the boats to the shore, they left everything and followed Jesus. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So I think if we're honest, uh, most of us work pretty hard to try to seem normal, right? And I think if we're really honest, uh, most of us often work really hard to make it seem like we're not working really hard to try to be normal. And, and many of us have been doing this from a very young age. When I was in kindergarten, uh, my family moved all the way across the country. So uh, I was born in Alabama. Uh, all my extended family is from the deep south. I lived the first five years of my life in Alabama. It's where I learned to walk and to eat and to talk and all these important things. Uh, but when I was five years old, my dad switched careers. 
and he got a new job in upstate New York. And if you don't know the culture of Alabama and upstate New York, those are two very, very different cultures. Uh, so much so that as soon as I set foot in my new kindergarten class, immediately I knew that I was different. And the other kids knew that I was different. And my teacher knew that I was different because I had this very thick Southern accent. I said words like y'all instead of you guys. I said ma'am and sir to just about everybody who was older than me, including like very tall fourth graders at times. And so as you can imagine, I got teased a little bit. I got made fun of. You know, the kids would ask me why I talk so funny. Even the teacher would sometimes treat me like I just fell off the turnip truck, right? It wasn't a lot of fun. And I learned pretty quickly, okay, I need to lose this Alabama accent and I need to cut y'all from my vocabulary. I need to stop saying ma'am and sir to, to everybody. I learned from a very young age that if I want to fit in, if I want to not be judged or, or made fun of, then I need to work hard to try to be normal. I bet if you think about it, you probably went through something similar as well, probably relatively early in your life where you stuck out, you were not normal for some reason, and you got judged or teased or made fun of, and, and you learned, just like I did, that you need to work hard to, to try to fit in and, and be normal. I think many of us started doing that as kids, and in many ways, we, we haven't stopped, that there are still many areas of our life where we're doing that exact same thing. It could be uh, our clothes. We, we want to have clothes that, that help to make us look normal. You know, when, when um, if I'm honest, when, when I buy new clothes, most of the time it's, it's not because my old clothes have literally worn out. It's because the way that they fit, the way that they look is no longer in style. And when I wear those old clothes, I don't feel normal. And so I get new clothes to try to fit in and to try to be normal, right? I'm sure many of you do the same thing. Or for others of us, you know, we, we want to have a phone that makes us seem normal, or we want to live in a neighborhood that makes us seem normal. We want to have achievements on our resume that make us seem normal so we can fit in with, with the kind of people that, that we want to fit in with. Uh, other times we, we work hard to try to cover up those things in our life that are not normal. Um, so for me, just, just being vulnerable here, um, so I have uh, pretty short legs. You probably can't tell this from worshiping with us online. I mean, I have a, a pretty long torso and I have a very big head. And so all told, like I'm, I'm pretty average height, um, but I'm a little self-conscious about my, my short legs. And so when I'm going to shop for pants, uh, oftentimes I'm looking for pants that do not accentuate the shortness of my legs, right? And actually I will pay more for pants if they make my legs look a little longer. Why? Because my short legs seem not normal, at least to me. And so I want to try to cover that up. Now you can laugh at me. That's, that's fine. But I'm sure that you do the same thing in one way or another. There's something about you that's not normal. There's something about you that makes you insecure or self-conscious. And what do you do? You, you try to cover that thing up, right? It could be something about your appearance. It could be your level of income. Uh, it could be something from your past that you try to, to hide and, and to, to cover up, right? Uh, if, if we're honest, uh, most of us work really hard. We spend a lot of time. We spend a lot of money and, and energy trying really, really hard to be normal. That consumes a huge portion of our lives. And all of that is understandable, it is, and it's, it's certainly normal to be normal, to try to be normal, right? But, but, but if we stop and if we really think about it, uh, normal is actually extremely 
overrated, right? And actually, if we stop and, and take a step back and think about it, I think most of us would actually say that, that normal is not even what we really want to be. I mean, just think about our society right now. Normal people in our society are exhausted. They're stressed out. They're overwhelmed. Normal people are pretty dissatisfied with their lives. Normal people are angry. Normal people are, are lonely. And so do we really want to be normal? Uh, or, or think about the end of your life. Think about your funeral, right? And I, not to be morbid, but we're all going to have a funeral one day. Um, do, do you want people at your funeral to be talking about how normal you were? Is that what you want to be remembered for? Like people at your funeral eating deviled eggs and, and saying, wow, he was, he was the most normal guy. It was amazing how normal he was, right? Or do you want it on your tombstone? Here lies the most normal person who had ever lived. Of course not. I think most of us hope that at our funeral, people are talking about all the wonderful ways that, that we were not normal, that we were extraordinary, Right? Or just think about how much stress normal causes in your life, right? Like imagine how much anxiety would instantly melt away if you could just not worry anymore about being normal. It'd be pretty amazing. Um, there was this uh, TurboTax commercial that ran during the Super Bowl, and, and maybe some of you guys saw it. It stood out to me that the commercial opens with this middle-aged guy, and he's in a red track suit, and we can see that he's in the middle of a very busy city. He's apparently at this park. There's like a big fountain behind him. And this middle-aged guy in his red tracksuit, he's got big headphones on. And we can hear that he is rocking out to this 80s tune called the Safety Dance. And as the tune begins to play, this guy starts to dance. And not just a little bit, but like wildly. He's like jumping and twisting and squatting and, and kicking. And there's all these normal people who are walking by, walking around him. But this guy doesn't care at all. Like he is dancing and he is in his own little world and, and he could give a rip what anybody else thinks. And when, when I saw that commercial, uh, immediately I felt kind of jealous of that guy in a way, not just because of his amazing dance moves, uh, which were pretty incredible, uh, but, but just because of how relaxed he was and how liberated he seemed. He, he just wasn't worried at all about being normal, that there's something really appealing about that, right? So we spend so much of our lives trying to be normal and it's understandable, but when we take a step back and think about it, I think most of us would say normal is not actually what we really want to be. We want to be so much more than just simply normal. So, so maybe there's something else that we should orient our lives around, right? Maybe there's something different that we should be pursuing. Well, today, uh, today I want to talk about a guy in the Bible who was completely normal. J just like most of us, this was a normal guy living a normal life. As far as we know, normal is all he ever wanted to be until, until he met Jesus. Uh, there was this guy back in the first century, and his name was Simon Johnson. We, we now know him better by his nickname, which is Peter. And Peter was an ordinary guy. He lived in this ordinary place called Galilee, kind of the middle of nowhere. He was a fisherman, so he had an ordinary job, just as normal as normal could be, until, until the day came that, that Luke tells us about in this passage here in, in Luke chapter 5. And it, it goes like this. So uh, one day, Jesus was out and about. Um, Jesus was by the sea 
of Galilee. And I guess it was a, a beautiful day, and the Sea of Galilee is this very beautiful place. And, and so Jesus decides this is a good time and place to, to do some preaching. So Jesus stops, he, he starts preaching, and uh, Jesus was such a good preacher that once he got going, uh, people would come from miles and miles and miles to hear Jesus preach. So this, this huge crowd shows up, and uh, the people in the back can't hear, right? Because first century, no microphones, no speakers, so they start pressing in, everybody's pressing in, and Jesus, just like you and me, he had a personal space bubble, and these people were all up in it. So Jesus didn't like that, and Jesus sees this boat there by the shore, and Jesus realizes that if he gets in this boat, then he can kind of keep the crowd at bay. And also, uh, you may not know this, but um, water is actually a great amplifier of sound. Sound waves bounce off water almost like a, a, a wall. And so uh, going out on the boat would allow Jesus to project his voice better and, and give him some, some space. So Jesus sees this boat. He hops in, and it just so happens that this particular boat on this particular day was owned by our very normal friend, Peter. Jesus tells Peter, row out just a little bit. And then from the boat, Jesus preaches. He gives this great sermon. It's over. We expect Jesus to say, okay, Peter, you can take me back to shore now. I'm, I'm, I'm done. But instead, Jesus does something unexpected. Jesus turns to Peter, and he says to him, hey, uh, instead of going back to shore, go out into the deep water. And Jesus says, drop your nets for a catch. Now, Peter what was not really feeling this, right? Did you notice what Peter said to, to Jesus? Peter goes, Master, we've worked hard all night and we've caught nothing. This is Peter saying, listen, uh, Jesus, with all due respect, you are a very good preacher, clearly. Uh, however, you know nothing about fishing, okay? We've just been out all night. We've tried our best. We've been doing this our whole lives, and we still couldn't catch any fish. And not only that, but now we're exhausted, and we've already cleaned our nets and folded them and put them away. Peter is really not interested in whatever Jesus has planned in this moment. Uh, and yet, for some reason, Peter complies, maybe out of politeness or, or whatever. So Peter rows out and he drops the nets. And sure enough, the catch of fish is so big that it won't even fit in his boat. Right? So Peter experiences this miracle. And now Peter realizes Jesus might be more than just a good preacher. Now Peter realizes like Jesus is this holy person who seems to actually have been sent from God, like he says. And notice how Peter reacts in this moment. Peter says, leave me, Lord, for I am a sinner. In other words, uh, Peter is, is saying to, to Jesus, hey, uh, listen, thank you for this miracle. I'm humbled, truly. I'm, I'm honored. Uh, it's, it's clear that you are a very holy person, but Jesus, uh, I'm not holy. Okay, I'm a fisherman. I'm about as normal as normal can be. We are very different. So let me get you back to shore and you can keep doing your holy ministry thing. And I'm going to go back to my normal life. But don't miss, don't miss how Jesus responds to Peter here. Jesus ends up teaching Peter a lesson that Jesus also wants to teach us as well. Uh, Jesus says to, to Peter, don't be afraid. Jesus says, from now on, you will be fishing for people. From now on, you will be fishing for people. Jesus is saying, Peter, it's time for you to stop being normal and it's time for you to start being different. It's time for you to stop being normal and to start being different. In this moment, Jesus is calling Peter and he's saying, hey, 
I want you to go back home. I want you to leave your business. I want you to leave your job. I want you to say goodbye to your family, pack a bag, and then come and follow me. You're going to be my disciple. You're going to be my follower. You're going to live with me. You're going to watch me teach. You're going to watch me do miracles. And then when the time comes, you're going to be a leader in my movement. Come and be my disciple. Now we got to pause here and imagine what must Peter be thinking in this moment. He must be thinking, Jesus, this is not normal, right? Like what kind of a person would just leave their business, leave their job, leave their family, leave their home to go and follow a traveling preacher who says he's sent from God, even if he can do miracles? Like what are people going to say? What are people going to think? Jesus, what you're asking of me is not normal. And so you see, as, as Peter was sitting there in the boat trying to figure out, am I going to follow Jesus or, or am I not? Jesus is teaching Peter that this very important lesson that Jesus also wants to teach you and Jesus wants to teach me as well, that, that if we're going to follow Jesus actively, if we're going to follow Jesus and not just be an admirer of Jesus, not just be like a fan of Jesus, but if we're going to join Jesus's movement, if we're going to make Jesus a priority in our life, then step number one for us is we have to stop being normal and we have to start being different. And, and here's why. Because if we actually follow Jesus, Jesus is going to call us to think different and to act different and to live different from most people around us, right? Jesus is going to call us to treat people different, to, to handle our money different, to spend our time different than most people around us. Jesus is going to call us to set different goals and different priorities and different ambitions for our life. And we can't do any of those things that Jesus is going to call us to do. We can't do any of those things unless we first let go of what's normal so that we can embrace what's different. Just like Jesus told Peter here. Jesus says the same thing to us. Hey, I need you to stop being normal and start being different. Stop being normal and start being different. The reason that I bring all of this up today is because we're starting this new sermon series that's simply called Different. And over the next four weeks, we're going to be looking at just a few of the very practical ways that Jesus calls us to be different from most of the people around us. And I want you to get ready and I want you to, to buckle up here because this series is going to be challenging. I can just about guarantee that at least one sermon in this series is going to push you well outside your comfort zone. But even though that's uncomfortable, it's, it's really good and it's really important because normal is overrated, as we've already seen. Normal is not actually what you need. It's not what I need. Normal is not what you want. Normal is not what this world needs either. What we need to follow Jesus. We, we need to be different. We need to be different. And so here at the beginning of the, the series, as, as we're kind of preparing ourselves for this journey that we're about to take, I want to give you two small pieces of homework to be working on this week. I know nobody likes homework, but these are small, these are easy, and, and they're good for you. So, so hear me out. Uh, if you pull up the podcast description, if you pull up the video description here, you'll see that I've put a memory verse there for you. And the memory verse is Romans 12, verse 2. And it, it says this. It says, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, aka stop being normal. Then it says, but, but be transformed 
by the renewing of your minds. That is, be different. Why? So that, it says, so that you can figure out what God's will is, what is good, what is pleasing, and what is mature. I've put that verse there for you because a challenge I have for you throughout the rest of this sermon series is to memorize that verse. Copy it, save it somewhere where you can access it easily. And over the next five weeks, just just try to memorize that verse. Maybe once a day or a few times a week, pull it up, say it a, a few times out loud to help you kind of internalize it. And as you're focusing on that verse, I want you to, to simply pray, God, how are you calling me to be different in this season right now? God, how are you calling me to, to be different in this season of my life right now. That, that practice and that prayer is just going to help to open all of our hearts, to, to listen for God's voice, to know what is the step that God is calling us to take in, in our lives and in our faith right now in this season. So that's homework number one. Go ahead and start working on that memory verse. I think you're going to find it rewarding and, and fruitful in your life. Uh, homework piece number two is a little more general. It's simply that I want you to be thinking about baptism. I want you to be thinking about baptism. You know, baptism is this Christian ritual that goes all the way back to Jesus himself. And actually it goes back before Jesus in the, in the Jewish tradition. And among other things, baptism marks us. Ba baptism marks our lives as being different. When we get baptized, we're saying to Jesus, okay, Jesus, I'm washing away my commitment to living a normal life, and instead I'm embracing a commitment to you, Jesus. I I'm going to be different. Jesus, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to prioritize you as the number one thing in my life. That that's what baptism is all about. But here's what I know, that for many of us, we, we got baptized at some point earlier in our life, for some of us, maybe we were babies. Others of us, we, we might have been adults and, and, and made that commitment for ourselves. But either way, over time, we, we may have drifted a bit, right? We may have drifted from the life that Jesus was leading us into. We may have drifted back towards what's normal. That, that, that is understandable. It happens to the best of us. But if, if that applies to you at all, I would encourage you to think about, is now the time to renew your baptism. You know, God's commitment to you and your baptism hasn't wavered and it never will, but is it time for you to renew your side of that commitment, to, to reinvest, to, to reprioritize Jesus in your life? Be thinking about that and be praying about that. Similarly, if you've never been baptized before, think and pray about is, is now the time? Do you hear Jesus calling you just like he called Peter to, to stop being normal and to start being different? Baptism is a great step to doing that. The reason I'm bringing all this up is because at the very end of this series, on May the 14th, we're going to do something we've never really done before at Kindred Church. We're going to have a special service of baptisms. And you, along with everybody else in our church, is going to have the opportunity, if you want to, to renew your baptism or to get baptized for the very first time. Uh, we're going to have more details and information for you about that as we get closer. But again, I want you to be thinking, I want you to be praying about, is now the right time for me 
to do this. If you already know that you're interested, or maybe you already know that you want to get baptized or you're ready to, to have your baptism renewed, there's an interest form that we've got linked in the video description or the podcast description here. Uh, please, please, please click that link, fill out the short form. That'll help us to plan for you and it will allow us to reach out to you with more details as we get a little bit closer to that baptism service. But again, uh, May 14th, it's going to be an awesome celebration of the work that God is doing in our lives and, and in our church community. Uh, back to the story real fast here in, in closing. You know, uh, Luke tells us that Peter rows Jesus back to shore. And even though Peter feels this strong pull to go back to life as normal, he resists that. And, and he leaves everything he has and he goes to, to be different. He goes to follow Jesus. And if you know Peter's story, you know he was so far from perfect. He made so many mistakes and, and blunders. He, he failed numerous times. And yet... And yet, Peter goes on to be Jesus' number one disciple. Peter goes on to be one of the most influential people who has ever followed Jesus. So much so that today, 2,000 years later, all the way on the other side of the world, we're still talking about Peter and his life and his legacy. There are over 2 billion Christians in the world today, and every single one of them knows Peter's name, right? Um, many of them worship in churches named after Peter. Many of them, like us, listen to stories on a regular basis uh, about Peter. There, there's a basilica in Rome named for Peter, and tourists flock there from all around the world every single day. That's the, the legacy of Peter's impact. Now, can you imagine... If on that day when Peter rode Jesus back to shore, if, if he had not resisted, if, if he had gone back to life as normal and done the easy thing and done the, the expected comfortable thing, Peter had no idea what all hung in the balance. Just like we don't always know what hangs in the balance either, but, but he trusted and he committed himself to being different and God used him in an extraordinary way. Now, uh, if, if we choose to follow Jesus and be different, uh, we're probably not going to have the same kind of impact as, as Peter. People will probably not be talking about us 2,000 years later, but that's not the point. That's not the point. What Peter's story shows us is that if we can leave normal behind, if we can embrace this way of Jesus that is so very different, God is going to use us in some extraordinary ways. And God is going to lead us into the life that God created us and put us on this earth to live. So remember, remember, normal is overrated. Normal is not what you need. It's not what I need. Normal is not what this world needs. So, so our challenge is to answer this call, to step up just like Peter did and to stop being normal, and to start being different. Let me pray for us. Oh, gracious and loving God, we are so thankful to you that you give us a higher calling than just being normal. Lord, the, the world pressures us at such a young age, and it pressures us throughout our lives to, to conform, to be normal, to, to fit in, to try to be accepted by the people uh, around us, God. And those pressures are so strong. But, but when we take a step back and when we really think about it, we don't just want to be normal. That that's not what you desire for us. It's not what we desire for ourselves. And so we're so grateful that you call us out of normalness, that you set us apart so that we can live a life that is different. God, uh, give us the courage to answer that call because it is so scary. Lord, I pray for everybody listening to this today 
who is discerning how you're calling them to take a next step. God, help us to, to know, are you calling us to, to renew our baptism in this season? Are you calling us to get baptized for the first time in this season? Or is there some other way, God, that you're calling us to, to make a change in our lives and to be different? Lord, we, we know that we need it. We know that this world so desperately needs it. And what Peter's story reminds us today is that if we can just commit ourselves to being different in the way that you call us to, you're going to use us and you're going to bless us in extraordinary, extraordinary ways, God. So we thank you for this powerful message. We thank you for the courage that you give us to follow you. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, friends, uh, just a few things here quickly for us before we go. Uh, first, if you're new to Kindred, I would love to connect with you. Would you fill out the connect form that's linked in the description here? Uh, I will reach out to you later this week, and I look forward to saying hey. Also, if you're local, we would love to see you in in-person worship. Get on our website. It's kindrednc.church. You can find all the details about how to worship with us in person. Uh, finally, click the announcements link. Um, that will give you some different ways that you can stay engaged with us and keep growing in your faith with us here here at Kindred Church. And so with that, friends, remember that we love you and we hope you have a great week and may the peace of Christ be with you. Thanks for tuning in. If this message was meaningful to you, consider sharing it with a friend who might also find it meaningful. To support this ministry, to get involved with Kindred Church, or to learn more about us, check out our website, kindrednc.church. We hope you have a great week.